Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what me and Winnie here are trying to do every single day. Right alongside Kelsey and Jeff. Oh, she wants her belly rub. She wants a belly rub. Here she goes. You're a dirty little bitch, Winnie. You are dirty. You need a grooming today. 
Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I talk to Winnie. Yeah, we say inappropriate things to her, and we're hoping that after 20 years of saying inappropriate things to our dogs, we will not transfer that to our children. <laughs> but how am I not going to be like, you little asshole, I love you. That would actually be a fun post for our Instagram account today is to ask everybody what they call their dogs. Like, what horrible things do they say I to their dogs? It. I love I it. I love that. Right? Um, hi, guys. It's Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. It's uh, almost over January. That's kind of crazy. Um, I'm going to be 92 soon at this rate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Winnie, shut up with your stinky breath. Your breath smells like somebody's butthole. It does. It really does. Not that I've been in anyone's butthole. Yours has been right up against me. She licked her butthole the other night. Why am I so night. weird? <laughs> she licked her butthole and then tried to lick me and I said, mm, no ma'am. This is oh. where I travel mm, No ma'am. <laughs> I actually have a really funny video in LA before we came out to Connecticut. She was on the bed with my mom and she backed her butt up to my mom's nose and started wagging her tail in her face. <laughs> Winchenza. And I was like, Winnie, what are you doing to Yaya? All right. Our quote of the day, willpower is not about resisting, forcing, or controlling. Oh, I thought willpower was kind of resisting when I'm willpowering my way and saying, no, I won't have this. No, I won't have that. True. Okay. So willpower is not about <laughs> resisting, forcing, or controlling. It's about choosing. You know, I got some sleep when I'm starting to get really giddy. I got a little sleep last night. Yes. Not the best, but I got some. Proud of you. Back to the quote. <laughs> <laughs> Willpower is not about resisting, forcing, or controlling. It's about choosing. And there are just two basic choices. To feel expansive, loving, and connected to the high vibrations of your soul. Ooh. To literally be your soul. Or to feel contracted, afraid, and immersed in the low vibrations of suffering. To not be your soul. That's from Penny Pierce, our guest today. <laughs> Damn. When you put it like that, uh, duh, I totally want to be in my highest vibrations right? and be my literal soul. We're going to be chatting with best-selling author, coach, and dream interpretation thought leader Penny Pierce today. She is going to tell us all about dream interpretation. I'm very excited about this. Um, and uh, when Jeff was pitching this, it was funny. I was like, wait, can she do dream interpretation? I feel like we have never done that on the show. And that's an avenue I would love to explore. And just so happens she's an expert on it. So we and... are going to be talking about dream interpretations and how to improve our dream life. So if you're having nightmares, I think she has some strategies on how to shift into some beautiful dreams. I have um, to say quickly, Maria, this is mm -hmm. kind of full circle because I remember months ago, Jeff was talking about how he gets night terrors, right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. And so we wanted a dream person on. So before Jeff leaves, we can solve his problem. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then he can be like, wow, he can write an Apple review. Better together <laughs> saved my life. I no longer am chasing my wife around with a dagger. Yes. <laughs> or Laura. Or like the butter knife. <laughs> the butter knife. Perfect. I will if I if we wake up and she seems a little more tired than usual. I'm like, oh no, did I have a night terror last night? And she's like, yeah. Wow. I don't know if I, I can think handle I've, that. I have some insight on it that we can say for the. I think I'm starting to learn about some of my triggers and ties to when they're happening. So we can ask Penny about it. We should save the convo. It's Kelsey, right? <laughs> it's Kelsey. Oh, for sure, 100. percent Sorry. Sorry. My dad today was in the kitchen, and he goes. Why do we only have one spoon, Maria? Who's throwing the spoon away? And I go, I just went like this. I go, <laughs> and I started pointing at Kelsey. Kelsey, you throwing the spoons away? 
His favorite thing is, when you guys were here, you threw all of this out. I don't even know whose house this is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, we the broke best everything. Is, so Kevin was like de-hoarding again or whatever. And I'm like, damn, dad's dressing like real nice. Yeah. Like my dad is like, he looks like, you know, like a, a spiffy 40-year-old, right? Like he just is dressing so cool. He is. And I'm like, I wonder why. And then I go, oh, Kevin only left him the cool clothes. <laughs> hilarious probably throughout all this shit <laughs> probably oh my, it's really funny, funny. God, oh, man. he did make the best soup today though yep it's called Phenomenal. fasolada fasolada mm. is a greek lentil soup every day is like what are we gonna make tomorrow and i'm like uh bean soup oh it's the best yeah the best and it's gonna snow today here jeff i don't know about the cottage in Ohio, but <laughs> here in Connecticut, it's going to snow today and we're going to go out and we're going to get Instagram pictures. Amazing. With Winnie. With Winnie. I know. I was excited. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cool to like, because one of the days we were here, I woke up and it was snowing and I looked out and it was beautiful. By the time my ass got downstairs, it was all melted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did. It melted really fast that really day. Really fast. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I tried, shit. I was catching them on my tongue and Kevin yeah. was like what the hell are you doing because yeah, there's really nothing to do in yeah. the winter um and so I mean I shouldn't say that I'm sure we could go ice skating or something but like if you get hurt right now and you go to a hospital it's not a good idea Probably like not. this is this is the moment in time where you have to pitch a perfect game I feel like to keep the stress off of the ER people <laughs> because yeah. they're already stressed enough so I really am trying in the back of my head, I just keep thinking, like, mm, we really should just be, like, staying off the roads, really should just be limiting the possibility of any kind of accidents. Yeah. Because you don't you don't want to be there, and they don't need you there nope. right now. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. we will make snow angels that are harmless <laughs> and safe. Wow. Last in... time we were here, we, were, we made um, leaf angels. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I think I put it on TikTok. Yeah, we did. I can't remember. Yep. Now snow angels, from leaf angels to snow angels. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Yeah, so that's the most activity I think we'll have yeah. here in Connecticut. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, like, the other truth is, like, when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those. And being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But... It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. It's you're helping the world because we don't want to be spreading anything. So like this is a time we should be quarantining. And right now, Laura and I, we had had my dad's car for a little bit um, while we got settled, but... They took it back, so we don't even have a car. We're just like in this quarantine cottage. I'm getting my Dunkin' delivered, so I will advocate for the Dunkin' delivery app. It's great. They deliver to your cottage? Yeah, because we're not really that remote. Okay. We're like in, we're around a lake, but it's also a community. Oh, okay. Um, so you so could walk we can, somewhere? 
Kind of. I mean, like, we can't, <laughs> we have had groceries delivered, though. Like, we can't really walk anywhere close enough to do anything convenient. So wow. it's been a great excuse for us to actually quarantine. And we'll go for walks. But uh-huh. I feel like we've been working and catching up on some TV. So what are you nice. guys catching up on? What are you watching? Okay. The show everyone has to be watching that people Ooh. are finally catching on to. It's on HBO Max. It's called Search Party. Have you guys oh. heard of this show? Is it really no. good? It is really good. It's very strange, but very funny. Who's Ooh. in it? Um, Search Let's Watch. See. Yeah, it's good. It's got Susan Sarandon's in this season, actually. Um, so is Ann Dowd and Busy Phillips. But the oh, main and, actresses... and Benito Skinner. My yeah. guy. <gasps> My guy. Yes, we have yeah. to watch. He's so funny. Okay. He's so funny. It's, it's a little dark, I will say, but it's very, very funny. So it's I like if Breaking Bad were funny. much funnier. Um, but if you're in the mood for some dark comedy, search party. All right. Oh, All right. we got to watch. Just FYI, we get a little snoring poodle here. No. If you hear any noises, it's not Kelsey and I's belly. It's not us farting or anything like that either. It's her just snoring because, oh, yeah, that's what she does. Um, we were watching 90 Day Fiance last night. Um, I don't know if any fans out there, but oh my Lord, is this show just brilliant and just so funny and just the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) like it's so crazy this season there are these like parents who have a farm and so the young like the son met a girl I think she's from like Ukraine or something and she's like a stripper there or something Um, I can't remember exactly maybe an exotic dancer I don't know but um, they won't let them share a room and so um the girl is like, you know, we're going to get married in 90 days. Like, I need to, like, experience you. I need to see you. And he, he's got to work all day. So she doesn't see him. Then at night they go to their rooms and their separate what? rooms. And so anyway, and the parents, like, I've never met a dad like that. The dad, you know, the mom is like, you know, Joshua, whatever his name is, you can't be doing this. You need to be working on the farm with mom and dad and like this kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know. And like, and you can't be in the same room. Uh, heaven forbid we hear any noises. We won't tolerate that. Oh, and it's like that God. kind of thing. <laughs> and um, and the father is even worse. Like the mom is horrible, and like just like total passive aggressive, whatever. And then the dad is like, "We built this son, son. We built this farm for you, and uh, you just can't go ruining this for a girl." And you know, all this stuff. And Kevin's just screaming at the TV, but she's hot, dad. Oh my God. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, um, you know, the, the the previews for next week, apparently like she was like, I'm leaving. I'm not working on farm. I look like pig. I'm not going to be here. You know, I, I am moving today. I am leaving today. And so <laughs> now he's going to go negotiate with the parents. And he was like, I think he said something like, you know, hey, it would go a long way if we could just sleep in the same room. And the mother is like, oh, and crying and horrified. Wait, did you say how old is this guy supposed to be? He's like 26 or something. Oh, my God. And uh, she's 26, <laughs> I know. So I think they're the same age, roughly. And, uh, and you know, the dad is just even worse than her. Like, usually, like, one parent's super strict and the other yeah. one will kind of, like, give you the wink or something. Oh my God. They're just like, it's like they never had sex either. Like they don't understand what it's like to be young and to like want a relationship. And, you know, they're so they're trying funny. to figure out whether they are compatible to get married. How is this going to work? And so they went, to, the, the kid goes to the parents to like say like it would go a long way if we could be in the same room. 
And Kevin goes, so that's what's next week. And I go, all right, here's what's going to go. They don't want to lose their farm hand. He's like, he's help. They don't want to lose him. And so they're going to like cave, of course, because, you know, otherwise they're going to have to go hire somebody. (laughs) No, they're just, no, I don't even think they care about the TV. Trust me. They just want their worker bee. Weird. So I haven't gotten on the 90 day trend, but oh, so I know I need to. Way I better than to. The Bachelor, by the way. Yeah, I'm kind of. It's so intense. And then fizzling down there's like it. this guy from Tunisia who moved in with this woman who keeps dating men from like Tunisia and those countries um, surrounding. And she keeps having bad luck. So the guy moves in with her, leaves his parents, leaves his mom. First day, he's like, I miss my mom because he has coffee with her every day. And they like lived in squalor, like in this like. It was, you know, like like a a corner was the whole house yeah. of this studio. And now he has this huge apartment. And she's like, it looks a little outdated. And I'm like, have you looked at where you live? Like, oh, I don't understand how you're going to be grateful for him. <laughs> and so the woman comes home from work. The, the show is so good. So for they, you know, he's too tired to do anything the first night. I just want to go to sleep, whatever. He goes to sleep the next day they um they wake up she goes to work when she comes home from work this is her first time like now getting to spend time with him he's like ah, i was thinking you know i miss my family and i miss my friends i'm thinking like in the summer maybe i can go visit them i'm sitting there i'm like he's already thinking about leaving <laughs> like it's been like what a day it's been 15 hours i think we got a problem houston we got a problem <laughs> He can't disconnect Amazing. from mommy. Oh, he misses his ritual. Yeah. His so, coffee mom ritual. So if you guys don't know 90 Day Fiance. Um, Big fan over you here. Know, it's, it's, uh, it's an American that meets someone overseas and now they fall in love. And now you know, they have 90 days to get married because they get the visa. They come over. But oh what's crazy is, you know, the experience of them figuring it out. Families thinking that the, you know, the person who's from the other country is just in it for the, you know, coming to america and all this stuff and it's really funny and then there's this other girl who's out of her mind like (laughs) out of her mind gorgeous like you can't stop looking at her she's she's Mm. so she's from russia and she's so um unique and gorgeous and just out of her mind (laughs) (laughs) it's so fun to watch (laughs) like all of these characters are right they're so good. It's I need to so start good. watching with you guys. Yeah. That, and then we'll watch Search Party Jet. Or I'm going to watch Search Party. It's too good. I, I love it. You guys will love it because it really is designed to make fun of millennial culture. The main Ooh. characters are like in their no, really early 30s. No, I'm trying not 30s. to do that anymore. Well, I'm thank reforming. Thank you, Maria. I really Well, you know what? You can get it all out by watching Search Party. That's what it is. Because you can vent and then watch that. And then in other parts of your life, you can like leave it out. But Jeff, it's um really funny. Do you know who I'm talking about, though, when I say Benito Skinner? I just need to confirm here. Because he's the funniest. Yeah. Oh, great. Does he have a big part? No, small. Mm-hmm. But he's good. At, they bring on a lot of guest stars. There's four main people in Search Party, but they're constantly bringing in. I mean, like really famous people. Because what wow. happens with these small indie shows is once they catch an audience... Like, main A-list actors want to be in these shows. So, Um, like, to see Susan Sarandon in this little TBS show is really fun because she gets to do something she's never done before. Okay, we got to start. Oh, it's on TBS. Uh, Now it's on HBO Max. Okay, If you have that. So fun. Yeah, I love it, too. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about our 
our donkeys as it's time for our Duncan break. Yes. As you know, we run on Duncan. So today we're going to be talking about the fabulous frozen drinks mm. at Duncan. Kelsey's like, who wants a frozen drink right now? I'm like, I do. <laughs> I have no problem with a frozen drink. I'm in a room temperature control, a room controlled, room temperature controlled house. Room Temperature controlled. I don't house. know what the difference is. It's like seventy-two degrees in here. What's the difference between it being seventy-two? That's what degrees your dad was trying to tell us the other night. He's like, "What? Why are you guys cold? It's warm in here." We're yeah. Like, okay. You're right. Yeah. He's right. Hey. He ain't wrong. I got no problem. Sometimes I want. <laughs> you know that commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. And it's like the difference between almond joy and mounds. Oh. <laughs> you guys are too young. No. Nope. Clearly. <laughs> The Hill Squad should know that. Um, so it's like coffee or, you know, hot or iced. Mm. They still ask every time you go into Duncan because there are, there's a legion of iced fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to be one of them. So we are talking about fabulous frozen drinks today that can give you a pick you a pick me up in general or a pick you up. And it's a nice way to treat yourself for the last week of dry January. Um, so... I have the frozen coffee, and I've already taken a taste. Sometimes I like to do it live on the air, but That's here we right. go again. Here we go. Mmm. This <laughs> is pretty luscious. Mmm. So treat. it's smooth and creamy. I think that I think Duncan should just be like smooth. Should be their like tagline, Let's right? Tell him. I agree. Yeah. It is. Everything's just smooth. So this is smooth and creamy. Mm-hmm. It's made with real mm. Dunkin' coffee, and it is absolutely delicious. I always do this to get it to like mix, so I don't I get the. That. And then you got to bring the straw up, so you get the frozeny part. So you have the coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. I have the matcha. You've Jeff- never done that before. No, Jeff no, and I both. <laughs> Guys, you just drink the liquidy form. I mix it every two seconds so that I get the real consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Sorry, the culotta vanilla bean. Um, Maria, I, I'm glad you brought up the frozen drink element because one thing I like about you know going to Dunkin' and getting their frozen option is it does kind of feel like a treat. Really yes. You know, if you're used to going to Dunkin' and getting one type of thing, this is a sweeter kind of vanilla option. So it almost tastes like a milkshake, but it's not as unhealthy or not as indulgent. Yeah. So you can kind of get that caffeine pick-me-up without having to go all the way to getting like you know something really bad for you from like a real fast food place. This is a fun treat option where you still feel like you're not going crazy with what you're mm-hmm. having. I've got yeah. the vanilla bean culotta. It's really good. Delish. And you can control how many pumps of things they put in. Yep. So that's always yeah. helpful. Because mm-hmm. um, Kevin loves to go through and get all the, whatever the sweetest, most delicious sounding coffee how. is, he will get it. Um, I like to stick to my almond milk latte or my black coffee with a little almond milk. Yeah. That's generally mm-hmm. my order. Mm-hmm. But then, you know. Sometimes, Sometimes I feel like fun. a nut right. and I want to have a little something. So She'll it's nice her. to have something different. What do you, you like the vanilla there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really love this. Frozen And that coffee, has no, damn. that's no um, added fun flavors in that. That's just co- the coffee. That's just the frozen coffee. There's no mocha. It tastes nope. a little mocha-y, but without like, like just a, a hinge of Look it. Look at that. Mm-mm. Yummy. Delicious. All right, guys, treat yourself to a fabulous frozen coffee or a culotta or whatever kind of frozen concoction you are into. Oh, um, and I have, have the to frozen say. chocolate, the frozen matcha. Ooh. Mm. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Because Maria likes this tweet. Duncan tweeted... Every time you like one of our posts, a donut gets its sprinkles. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, again, why I love them, because that's a play on It's a Wonderful Life. It's like every time um, an angel angel gets gets his wings. wings, Yeah. yeah. Um, Love it. So anyhow, there we go. All right, guys. She is a best-selling intuitive healer who is passionate about helping people interpret their inner knowing. Among 10 other books, she is the author of Dreams for Dummies, and she's going to be helping us with strategies to better remember, interpret, and improve our dream life. Penny, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. So let's start by talking about kind of the science of dreams. Um and and what they are and what phase of sleeping they kind of all are in. Well, what I, I mean, a lot of people think they're just kind of random flashings of the brain, but I, I think it's so much more than that. Um, and we do go through cycles of sleep, three, three different kinds during the night and often during, um, you know, three or four rounds of it. But often I find that I dream the most right in the early morning hours, right before I wake up. Hmm. But, um, you know, you go through the hypnagogic state where you're just falling asleep and you're kind of in between and you can have, it's kind of a rubbery state. You might have certain visions and things even then. But then as you go down in deeper, you'll cycle through the uh, alpha and then theta and delta levels up and down into like really deep sleep and then back up again and the dreaming happens in REM sleep you know where it's a fairly quicker uh, quick vibratory level and when you're in REM sleep your body is paralyzed it doesn't move around you're just your eyes move around you know but the body is still then when you go into the deeper levels the body will move around but you're not dreaming so it's it's just an interesting scientific thing. But to me, what dreams are is um, there are non-physical life. You know, it's I think it, all dreams are real. It's something we're actually doing, but at a higher frequency of our normal physical reality. So, so you know, it's kind of like when you fall asleep at night, you forget your physical life and you remember your non-physical life. Hmm. And then as you wake up in the morning, you sort of forget your non-physical life and come back into this one again. And the, the challenge to me is making bridging experiences between the falling asleep and the waking so that you can bring your memory back with you and make a cycle of, of consciousness. Mm-hmm. But so you keep saying that what you believe it is to you, is that because science doesn't support dream interpretation? 
I don't think it does very much. I think yeah. it's it's uh, a lot of left brain people who are very analytical would like to dismiss it as imagination. But, you know, artists and right brain people think imagination is the real world. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're even dreaming this world. And, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, so. Um, who knows what's real? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think it's all real at some level because we are really multi-dimensional beings. We have lots of frequencies that we travel through and each one has a different kind of consciousness associated with it. You know, it's just that when you're awake during the day, the left brain takes over and it forces us into this way of seeing the world of, you know, I've got objects separated by empty space and there's gaps between things and it takes time to do stuff. Yeah. Um, well, we look at everything in a linear way here because exactly. it's the only way to make order. But yeah. But at night, you know, or even in meditation or daydreaming or whatever, uh, you can move around very fluidly. There's direct knowing, intuition, telepathy, all kinds of things are just natural in those realms. And when you talk about the different levels of consciousness, that's what you mean, right? It's almost like you can flow between these different states. That's right. Um, just to like synopsize the states a little bit. I mean, people talk about it differently, like it's energy bodies or different dimensions or in, in terms of dreams, I've called it the dream zones that we go to these places and dream. But it's, you know, the physical world is one and we're doing our dreaming here during the day as well. Then the etheric level, which is the energy body level that's right next to the physical. And often it's the place where we have kind of... Um, imprints stored like old wounds or um, things we I'm never going to do that again you know <laughs> those are patterns that determine what the physical is going to look like but then the higher level beyond that would be the um, emotional realms and as you get out there I always think there are two parts to each of those levels one is a lower one and a higher one the lower one is uh, ruled more by fear and fear beliefs and the upper more by love and unity and and higher consciousness hmm. so you go through the emotional realm the lower might be what some people call the astral plane you know or it's where um, kind of negative emotions are stuck and as you get to the higher one it's more i would say it's more like pure electromagnetic energy hmm. it's about um, higher motivation and um, a sense of enthusiasm you know, more positive feeling states. Yeah. Then you go to like, the mental. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. And and that has a division too. Lower mental would be fixed beliefs, you know, that don't move and you're locked into this certain way of thinking, you know, polarity thinking. And then as you get beyond that, it comes into intuition and inspiration and revelation and all the higher kinds of almost like direct knowing of uh, large patterns of information, for instance. Are you and able to get? That, are you able to this, before you move on to the yeah. next one? Are you able to get to the higher level of mental without unblocking the lower mental? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's just what you place your attention on Got is it. where you go. Got it. Okay. Well, so I'll then talk after about mental, that in a minute. But yeah. just the last level is, um, I would call that the spiritual level. It's the causal level where often our sense of purpose is and the soul's uh, dis what's it want, what it wants to do in the lifetime, you know, and, and also it's what some people call the Akashic records, which is 
kind of this great memory bank of the whole planet of everything that's ever happened. It's all collective knowledge there. Uh, but we go in and out through those zones all the time, and we check and look and see, well, what's my path today, or what am I doing, which way shall I go, uh, you know, and and um, and it is about clearing the fixations as well what in those lower mean? zones. Like what you're kind of stuck focusing on? Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's where energy work really comes in right because when you talked about the astral plane i think that's where like an energy healer comes in to unblock those blockages so that you can go to next level yeah it's all about fluidity because the lower um vibratory levels of these realms it's all fear-based right you know and it and fear always makes you contract and clench and then energy gets stuck and it doesn't move Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to add a little more energy into something to get it to activate again. Sometimes just place attention on something and you go right into it and it suddenly starts revealing itself to you, you know, like a flower blooming. You know, you just watch it and it it's un, unfolds. So cool. So, so what about yeah. the people who don't dream? What does that mean? Well, I think everybody dreams. It's a natural part of the cycle of renewing yourself from the day. But, um, you know, we don't remember dreams because as soon as you open your eyes, you know, you you haven't cultivated the habit of a gradual (laughs) shifting over into the daily round, you know, and you just immediately, what's my to-do list, got to scrub my teeth, you know, and all that. Uh, But you can cultivate that habit of waking up more slowly and kind of like, what was I just doing? What's my first thought of the day? What am I feeling right now Mm. and you can start kind of bring these things over with you bit by bit I like what's my first thought of the day because usually the first thought of the day is you grab your phone and it gives you the first thought (laughs) right rather than kind of just saying like hmm and I and I also like the idea that our dreams are telling us things right because there there are those times when I'll have a dream and it's so vivid and it feels so real. And I kind of feel like those are the moments where you cross into other planes that either existed in your life or in past or future, you know, because like I said, here we're talking linear time because <clears throat> right. that's all like we can make sense of. But, you know, when you talk to, you know, quantum physics people and I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heal Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And, you yeah. know, people who are smarter than us, but like the little bit I've read <laughs> about it, 
and even, you know, people who've crossed over to the other side have said all of time is fluid and just happening all at once. And that's why the present is so important because it's the only real thing you have. Right. But what's happening today is really that the present moment is expanding. It's like it's becoming this one huge big ball around us that includes the past and the future. And they're not really out there anymore. There's no outside world because the present is taking up everything. And so what happens then is that the past is each memory you have or each reality you were in is like a bubble of a certain frequency that you were activating and it was real. But it's in you. It's not out there somewhere down the timeline and the future is not really the future. It, those are potential realities mm. that you can imagine yourself into, basically. You know, there are bubbles also that you can just kind of project yourself into. And, and if you keep attention on them and in them, they will start to actually materialize around you. Like so that. dreams at night and d- dreams during the day or your life visions, kind of the same thing. You're giving yourself patterns of knowledge that you may want to materialize. You might check something out in a dream. What about recurring dreams? Recurring dreams. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes those are past life memories that were not completed in that past life and that you'll run through them over and over again until you get it. I had one where I kept dreaming I was falling off a cliff in a car or falling out of trees and everything and had been told that in a past life I actually died by sleepwalking off the roof of my house. And so as soon as I real I was told about that past life dream I went it's like something hooked up in me and I had one more dream it was where I was falling out of a tall tree in slow motion. And I was like going, oh, these are the stages of dying by falling. You do this and then you do this and then this happens and this happens. And then it was done. And I never had that dream again. Wow. That's funny. It reminds me. Um, I mean, this was probably eight days after brain surgery. I did an interview with Brian Weiss. Uh-huh. Yeah. wrote Many Lives, Many Masters. And it was somebody I'd been dreaming to meet and interview forever. And I literally had brain surgery, was home for two days. And wow. I took the walker, hobbled into the studio, had my husband there to help me. But I'm like, I have to talk to him. And I feel like we did a quick past life regression. And he said something about soldier boots, I'm remembering. I have to go back and look at my notes. But he said he saw like soldier boots or something with me. And I've always said, I feel like I was like, like former CIA or something like that. I've always, cause I just know stuff I'm not supposed to know, or it doesn't make sense to me sometimes where I'm like, and, and fear and security issues have always been my number one problem. And I'm just connecting the dots right now. I've never felt safe. Um, and yeah, there were things in my childhood and all of that, but mm-hmm. this is like so deep. Yeah, that it makes me remember now that that's what he said. And that's probably where it all kind of stems from. Do you ever have dreams like that? Like no, about? No, my recurring dreams. I have one recurring dream where um, when I was in college, I used to joke with my teachers. I'm like, I'm going to be on TV. I don't need to know this math class is not going to do it for me. I knew exactly where I was going, what I was doing my whole life. And so um, did I know it was going to happen officially? No, but that's right. what I knew. And so right. 
in college and I was at Emerson College it was a communication school I'm like I don't need this math class so that was the day I would go rollerblading outside (laughs) on the esplanade and so it was just it was so rejuvenating for me and I used to rollerblade every time and I just showed up for the tests like that was it and I keep having a recurring dream that I showed up to the class without shoes on in my pajamas I think but at least without shoes on and that I missed the final and my life was over. <laughs> uh-huh. So no soldier boots then. <laughs> yeah, no soldier boots for that one. Um, so yeah, I've always had that like fear that I was going to like screw up or something. And um, yeah, and then there's this other one that's vivid with my grandfather where there's a yellow building with a tall thing of stairs. And I ended up driving by a building that looked just like it once and he kept asking me to go up and get him cigarettes up there or something and this one's just one that's been there but I haven't seen that one a long time the math one that one pops up here and there yeah that's pretty common really you know like you're gonna be in a play and you you didn't learn your lines you're gonna Mm -hmm. you know take a test and you forgot you know what room it's in or whatever you know those I think those are in some ways very human you know, all across humanity yeah. dreams where where we just suddenly realize, um, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I didn't prepare. Maybe, you know, this came up on me suddenly. What will I do with the surprise of all this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know what you can do with that is redream the dream and change it in a like a meditation. How do you do that? Well, go in, close your eyes and go into a meditation. Start your dream like as it's going, you're, you're out rollerblading uh, and then th- maybe introduce another character that helps you get ready for the test or reminds you to get ready for the test. And then just grant yourself the wherewithal to know about mathematics yeah. <laughs> and go in and do a great job, you know. So it's like daydreaming your dream. That's right. It's all imagination. Yeah. Remember, you're working in the imaginal realm. Yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. use imagination to shift the energetic patterns from that original dream, from fear and anxiety over to, oh, easy, you know? Yeah. I like that. You know, it just reminded me of something else, actually, that I totally didn't think of knowing I was going to have this conversation with you. So when I was working at the Today Show, um, that I just remember because I had a couple conversations where I know my executive producer looked at me and was like, this girl's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having very vivid dreams about like national and international events and they would come true the next day. Yeah. And so I remember a couple of them. There was like one, I woke up, I was in my dream. I was in a church parking lot in Denver and there was a, a, a massive shooting. And I remember, um, I remember seeing like it was a shooting, but everyone survived. And no, 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 there was a shooting. That's all I remembered in Denver. So I called at this point, I'd been having so many of these that I called up my producer and I said, hey, I think we should get somebody to Denver because there's going to be a shooting there. And this, he's like looking at me like I'm a nut. But it did happen the next day in a church parking lot, like I said. Another time I had a dream that um, there was a crash in Greece a boat crashed and I remember seeing all these like cylinders and that's the one where I remembered everyone survived and so the next day I woke up and a a cruise liner crashed into port 
And the the images that were on the internet on like MSN.com were of those lifeboats that have the cylinder things on the sides. Yeah, the buffers, yeah. bumpers or whatever. Yeah. So Penny, that was happening a lot. And mm-hmm. I got so freaked out at some point that I just shut it down. Ah, uh, th- well, it's still there. You know, it. It. I've had the same thing. I mean, I dreamed about 9-11. I dreamed of all kinds of stuff. Um, and but you know in the early stages of it you don't realize that it's going to be an actual event you think it's symbolic or something yeah and interpret it that way and then later when they start happening um you know it's sort of like uh, not that you should get scared or get weird but to uh, just know that you're connected to all things anyway and that's a natural state mm. you know and sometimes when you're awake during the day, the left brain is too tight for you to allow that stuff through, just like your your producer was saying, you know, you might be crazy remembering all this. Uh, but at night, it comes right through. Yeah. You know? So I would encourage you to open that back up. I know I kind of want to, but I don't know how yeah. now. And I don't know how I shut it down, but I got so scared that I was like, no more. And, mm-hmm. and then it didn't happen anymore. But yeah. Yeah. I... I would like to open that up. So if anybody out there is, is, you know, saying they have the same experience, what would you say? How, how would we open it up? I would start with working on developing your intuition and your trust in your intuition more. I definitely I have that. Start with innocuous stuff, like, you know, little things during the day that you, you feel like doing, and then it works out and go, oh, good girl, you know, like, <laughs> and validate it. And then notice your dreams more and find out what you're dreaming about. Why mm-hmm. are you help? Because I think all dreams really are evolutionary. They're information that you or someone needs. So if I dream about somebody else, I generally call them and tell them I had a dream about them. Me too. And they can do with it whatever they want, you know, but I... As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I communicate it. Yeah. Um, You know, and so make a commitment to trust what you get and look at it, look into it to see what is this about, you know, and if you get a sense then, again, another intuitive sense about telling somebody, tell, like you did, mm-hmm. you said, go to, let's go to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you validate it, it allows the flow to keep happening mm-hmm. and not stuff that's going to scare you or debilitate you, but things that are going to empower you and others. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I definitely feel like like my mom's had brain cancer for the last four and a half years and I've had to rely mm-hmm. on my intuition and my gut and, you know, messages to know what to do at every turn. 
Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about that on the show here because I think there there could be no greater gift probably than to be able to trust yourself and what you're feeling and, and to let that guide you because it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't hurt you. Like I had a situation, you know, we were talking about Sean today, um, I think about a month or two ago, I reached out to him and said, I'm having really bad feelings. I had a bad dream about you last night and it was really scary and I'm having really bad feelings around you. I said, are you okay? And he wasn't. And he's like, how did you know? And I'm like, well, it was coming in real tight and real heavy. And so, you know, and he really needed a friend in that moment. And it was great that we were able to be there for him. But um, but it doesn't hurt to say that. And, you know, if the person on the receiving end is like, oh, you're nuts. Okay. You know. Well, I would just not use the word bad anymore. Well, this one was really bad, and this is somebody who I know, but I mean, I just like that. drop it and start to use other adjectives that are more descriptive. Yeah, yeah, um, so that you won't get into that polarized way of thinking about things, and you'll actually get into the meat of what the the true message of that dream is. Ah, you know, okay, yeah. So the vocabulary can block the message. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one scared the bejesus out of me. I was like, oh, I don't like this one. Um, hey, real quick, like, what would be some of those alternative words that we should start to practice instead of, you know, simple polar words like good or bad? Good call. Well, in that case, uh, you might have said I had a, a dream that caused me to really feel very tight or uh, uh, a color, uh, a texture, uh you know, other kinds of descriptive adjectives about the way you were feeling in the the memory of it, concerned, whatever, things yeah. like that. How do you suggest people go about interpreting their dreams in general? I think it's important to remember what we talked about a little earlier about the different levels and the dream zones, because Every night we go out to a variety of them, but we may be focusing, for instance, at one time in our life on the emotion, the lower emotional realm where we have fear stuck. And then you may have dreams that are, um, and often that level is so close to the physical world that we have that it, it in symbolic terms, like in a rushing river or a mudslide or a tsunami or, you know, uh, somebody chasing you. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of dreams are usually at the lower emotional level. Mm. So if you notice that you've been dreaming Mm. there for a while, you may be working on trying to free up something and clear something from your, you know, I call it your clutter, just (laughs) trying to get rid of the fear-based stuff so that more of the truth can come through. Um, if you've been dreaming very abstractly at a higher level, like sometimes I'll just dream in geometry. Or I remember one morning I woke up and I felt like a mermaid, like I had fish scales all over my body in these scallops. And as I was just waking up slowly, I, I remembered that I was in an energy state right before I woke up that was like that. And I have no idea what it was. But by the time I came back with my symbolic memory that's what it looked like but it was something smooth and you know like this or something and what did that mean to you i was just exploring some kind of energy state in the other realms you know but that it was an in the higher level of energy itself Mm -hmm. so it wasn't actually a thing in the physical world but to remember to remember it i had to physicalize it and symbolize it wow you know 
Yeah. So, so cool. there are all kinds of levels. Um, and even like, let's say that you are, um, oh, maybe you're dreaming of skyscrapers in a cityscape or something. Well, that reaches up into the sky, which is the mental realm. And it's hard and, you know, structural and square, which is fixed ideas. Mm. So you may be working in that realm of your own fixed ideas at that level. You know, if you're um, in a boat <laughs> on a lake, you're near the emotional level, but you're just beyond it. You're you're moving across it, so you're not being affected or contained by it. So you have to kind of look and see. For instance, if you're dream of flying, which we all do, that is at, to me a literal movement of moving from the lower levels up into the higher dimensions or the zones. And falling is the opposite, where you've been out at a higher, more abstract level, and you suddenly come back to your body very quickly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, <laughs> you can sometimes wake up quickly as well. Yeah. Penny, you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, do you think it's important to write down your dreams? Or like if you remember them or record them? I know I started doing it for like a hot second, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. But do you think that yeah. that's an important thing to do? I do. I think that the body likes physical, ritualistic, ceremonial things. It makes everything become real. Mm. So if you say, I want to remember my dreams, and then you don't do anything about it, it's like it doesn't take you seriously. Mm. So I really recommend a dream journal and make it colorful, make it fun for yourself so that you will use it. And if you don't remember a dream in the morning, write down your first thought. If you or um, make one up, make up a little dream because it's still coming from the same place. But what happens is that your subconscious can't stand a half truth. So if you say, "I'm going to remember my dreams," and mm. then you make one up, it's going well. That's not the real dream, and then you'll start to bring through the real ones. Wow, um, you know, but make a habit of it and as soon as you kind of like prime the pump and grease the wheels then stuff starts coming yeah i feel like you know in the morning when you had a dream that you're supposed to interpret like there are mm -hmm. the dreams i have and i'm like hey yeah, yeah, that was a dream but then there are the ones that i'm like no no this one means something i need to look it up right. so right. when you go to look it up is there a trusted place that you look up dream interpretations well, actually, I had to write one because I, <laughs> uh, I wrote a dream dictionary, which was a really fascinating experience. Perfect. Uh, and it's it's a little one. It's a dream dictionary for dummies. It's a oh, little, yeah. little one. But every symbol I interpreted in three ways. So that what would it be about if it were about my physical process of growth? What if it were about my emotional process of growth? What if it were about my mental spiritual process? So that you could feel the different frequencies of the same symbol working at different levels. And then you choose which one feels right. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a, a broader sense. It, so many of the dream dictionaries are very old. And they have stupid, you know, interpretations. What I found. It's like either, oh, just didn't make any sense at all. Or they were very fear-based or mm -hmm. dramatic or something. So, so cool. Um, yeah, I find myself yeah. always going online for things like that. Like even yesterday, and this is again <clears throat> another example I think of trusting when your 
you're sent a message or you think of something, right? I know we have like 60,000 billion thoughts a day, but you know, some of them are important. <laughs> and so yesterday I was, I was doing a little walking on the treadmill. When I finished, I said to myself, you know, there's got to be a reason my first rib just keeps going out now. It can't just be out of nowhere. My first rib has never been a problem. And now it's consistently been a problem the last like probably two months or so. Um, and because before it was always my neck would go out. Now it's my first rib. And so I texted a friend of mine. I said, what does this mean? And she said, it's tied to your first breath and, and birth. And I was like, huh. Do you is have that a different the top, interpretation? The top is the first or the bottom is the first? I think it's the top because the pain is always up here in the shoulder. Okay. Yeah. That's it, very interesting. I I don't really know what if there's meanings for each of the ribs. <laughs> That's a mm-hmm. whole other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it certainly has to relate to the functions of the chakras that are it's near, mm-hmm. you know. So if it's close to the throat you know, and the breath, then it may have something to do with you opening up or uh, more of your true self-expression, right? And if it's out, it might be calling attention to a way that you're expressing yourself that you don't want to be doing anymore. Ooh, interesting. Right. That That needs a little bit realignment. Yeah. I, do you believe in that? Do you believe in the like the physical, the physical things that could be signals for Absolutely. Um, If you have a a fixed idea or some old habit that you've been doing over and over, well, that where would that live? It would be in the lower mental realm, connected to something in the emotional realm, connected to something in the etheric body, which then goes into the physical body. So there's a, a, what would you call it, a precipitation process that goes on from the non-physical realm into the physical. So I call that your inner energy blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, there that we have <clears throat> a pattern of ourselves that's partly made of fear and partly made of love and unity and all the good stuff with flu- flow and everything. And and part of why we do things often has it's partly fear and partly love. But so when a physical thing starts to occur, I always look behind that to the previous ideas that it might be stuck in the higher levels, fix it there, and then it precipitates down without that problem in the physical. Interesting. How do we feel about lucid dreaming? How do I do that? <laughs> What's lucid <laughs> well, dreaming? Well, lucid dreaming like is where you... you become aware of of being awake within the dream that you oh, can control so cool. it from within the dream. Oh yeah, is that when like you have a dream, you wake up and you're like, shit, I want to go back, and then you can pop back in. I think so. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> and it, but it's also that um, okay. I'm here. I am. I'm awake during my dream. I think I'll do this next. So cool. Yeah. You know, or go over here next. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You're in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just think of having a lucid experience while you're awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you want to control your real life? <laughs> okay. Fine. 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 <laughs> just like that's such a cool concept. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. So I had to ask you. <laughs> like what? What? How do you do that? <laughs> we need a drop on that, Jeff. What? Like what? <laughs> Um, didn't you have another question for her that you said earlier when we started? You're like, I have to ask her. Well, I asked her about the writing things down, which I loved your answer for that. Um, 
Wasn't there oh, a dream that you had or something? Oh, I wrote. I had a dream about a snake. I've had dreams. I have dreams about like celebrities. Like I always have dreams about Harry Styles. <laughs> but but hold on, Penny. No. She's got a massive <laughs> banner of Harry Styles over her bed. Penny, listen. Is My, that not because it's the last thing she's seeing every day? But it's, be, but it's Penny. on her brain, you yeah. know. But Penny, the I don't. you pay attention to come, you right. know, come into your reality. But it's true because I don't always have a massive Harry Styles banner. It's just here in Connecticut because it keeps my nice little room cozy. But I was going to ask you that. If you think of something, like, can you almost tell your body and your brain what you want to dream about? Like, if you focus so much on something, it's like, I yes. want to dream about this. That's what they call programming your dreams. Whoa. And um, one an interesting way to do that that I've learned is that you imagine there's a, a real magnetic spot back by your reptile brain at the brainstem area. If you imagine a little ball of light, like a golf ball size, of, uh, and put a sentence or a thought into that that little ball, like, I want to remember my Harry Styles dreams when I wake up yes, in the I morning. <laughs> I want to invent a billion dollar idea. I have a different dream than she does. She just wants to see Harry Styles. I want to invent a billion dollar idea. <laughs> there you go. Let, let me start both. to tune into my billion dollar idea and and put that Imagine putting that little ball in the back of your neck and just sit it in there and go to bed. And during the night, it's kind of like a little time release capsule and it'll dissolve and give the suggestion to the subconscious, which then releases it into that nighttime reality. How cool. You know, the the funny thing is that, not funny, but the universe is entirely cooperative. You know, it doesn't try to work against you. Mm-hmm. If you ask for something, I'd like to know this. Everybody out there in the in the non-physical realm says, great, sure, you can have that. But your left brain has all the yes buts, you know, all the shoulds. Mm-hmm. And it's the part that blocks the just immediate getting of whatever you, you ask for. Mm-hmm. So part of our, our process, you know, is to clear that clutter of the of negative thinking, like what I don't have, what I can't do, and all that stuff we grew up with. And like you, you said, know. it's what you're focusing on. Right. That's it. If you're focusing on that, you get a blockage. Um, you know, you on your site, there was a bunch of stuff that I thought was really interesting. But one of the things I wanted to make sure we asked you before we let you go is, you said we're in the intuition age. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, I feel like we've been in an acceleration on the planet. You know, that's every year it seems to be going faster and faster. And I feel like we've evolved from the industrial age. You know, we got the computer at the end of the machine age there. And then that's put us into the information age, which sped us up even more. And then we got the internet, which sped us up even more. And now we're at a point where we can't actually process the amount of data we have in that linear way. We're at the end of that at this point, and we're needing to make a leap into a whole new kind of perception. And that's what we call transformation. And that new perception there, that new age is one based more on the right brain, the body, the unified field, uh, and in the present moment, like you said before. And I call that the intuition age because that is the new perception that's gonna come in it's a sense of direct knowing of things. You don't have to have proof and logic. You need to access 
you know, the just right answers through the right brain and, and the feeling sense. Mm. Then the left brain is still there. It can go and, and implement things. It can go and do research on it. But the insights have to come now from this other part of ourselves. So um, to me, the intuition age is a, a time of immense change of not just change, but a sense of who we are as human beings, what, we're, what we can do, our abilities, the way uh, perception itself is going to work, which is going to change uh, all of our systems and organizations and and our, our whole sense of personal identity, I think. It's, it's a, a major thing. That kind of just made me feel like my quick interpretation is we're moving at lightning speed now, so we don't even have time to process in our little pea brain what the computers are doing, so we have to rely on our intuition. That's right. Mm. Yes. And then backtrack you know, with, if we have With time. intuition, the answer is tagged right onto the end of the question. There is no gap. Mm. And that's what's so cool is if you trust that and if you just ask, and what do I want to eat for dinner, you know, it comes to you. Uh, you want to interpret the dream, what does this mean? And you get an, an idea. Then the left brain says, well, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you trust, you're going to start getting that unraveling and unfolding of knowledge and wisdom. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Penny, thank you so much. This was oh, so cool. So um, Penny, if you guys want to... Oh, I'm so oh. sorry, Maria. I have to ask because only... I already told you you could ask. You... But what about <laughs> Jeff's What about Jeff's night terrors? We oh, didn't get to yeah. Jeff's it night terrors. It is a great question. And I, wanted... I, I, I pitched from it to you. Terrors. You didn't remember. <laughs> um, so it's actually it's a good question for our audience, though, because just a little personal about me. I do suffer from night terrors, which means for anyone who doesn't know, maybe once a month, I wake up screaming bloody murder while I'm still asleep in REM sleep. And even if it's not night terrors, I know we have listeners right now who hate going to sleep and hate their dream life because it's only plagued by darkness and nightmares. So I'd love to hear you if you have time, speak to me a little bit. What's your experience with night terrors? And for our audience members who like dread falling asleep because of their challenging dream life, what are some changes they can make right oh, now yeah, and to start to introduce positivity? Oof. Well, I would say it's a little like PTSD in that it's, it can be from uh, some kind of early unconscious experience that scared you and you, you contracted and clenched and never exhaled again. You know, it's just like, and then, then there's a part of the, the left brain and the body that's expecting that to happen again. And you become highly vigilant about not having to get into that situation. And it's very tight, constrictive anxious kind of state uh, I I don't know if you have particular imagery that's associated with the, your night terrors if you would stay in it long enough you might find that there's uh, that it deepens and you can see well if you're neutral and watch it and don't think it's going to hurt you just that you're the soul looking at it you know or you're a neutral observer uh, you can start to understand what might have happened that caused that um, almost instinctive response. And then you can start to redream those dreams or that experience, introduce another character, get some, some help in the dream itself so that you become in charge of the outcome and you're fine. As soon mm. as you do that, I would bet anything they will disappear. Hmm. Wow. Do you and have so imagery, Jeff? 
Say that again. Do you have imagery attached to these? Like, do you see no, anything? Not necessarily. And it is interesting, Penny. I was saying this at the top of the show, but um, we've had EMDR experts on this show before, which is a kind of cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm actually recently, I've just, I'm revisiting my therapist and doing some really intense EMDR sort of trauma work with him. And I think they've been happening lately again. And I think it's because I've been revisiting some of that stuff that you're mentioning. So I do think it's tied to trauma. And I I think when you mentioned the idea of redreaming our dreams, is that usually the most effective way for even our listeners who are suffering from nightmares right now to take agency kind of over their dream life? I, I think it's fantastic. And there are different ways to do it. You can, like I said, introduce another character. You can also take the dream and and once you see it, it's like a film strip. You can back it up. What started before the part where I noticed the dream and then extend it, what's going to happen <clears throat> afterwards and just let, don't try to do it with your head, but let the, the imagination bring ideas to you. And then you can start to look at, into those symbols and imagery and interpret it to see what it is this a literal thing like my falling dream uh, or is it something that is actually symbolic of something else you know i find a lot of these kinds of things are past life related yeah jeff question for you yeah what were your parents like if you failed (laughs) this maria you are such an (laughs) like astute observer of people I, this is what I've been getting into my therapist is I grew up in an amazing home, but like it was a high standard home mm-hmm. and it was also a home where, and this is common in the Midwest, I think we repressed conflict. So it wasn't even that my parents would get upset that I failed. It's just that failure wasn't necessarily an option. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I have just getting a, a lot strong of this, feeling is, about that. My feeling was yeah. it's attached to your fears of failures and it comes at moments in your life when you're afraid you're going to fail. So when you took on Better Together, you probably were afraid you were going to fail. You have a movie that's coming up. You're probably yeah. afraid you're going to fail. Ooh. And that's why the night terrors are coming back. I think it's... I, that. This is just something that was just screaming at me while you were talking. Yeah. I'm like, I think it might be connected to moments where you're afraid you're going to fail. Might have happened before you got married too. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's really astute. And I think what it is, Maria, it's not only tied to failure, but I think disappointing people. Yeah. Well, I think my failure kind of is very closely tied to people pleasing. Yeah. And I think a lot of the traumas that I revisit, and I've had a great life. I'm not going to, but everyone has stuff they deal with, right? And I would recommend EMDR to anyone. It's a beautiful form of healing that I've found. Um, but yes, I think for me, it's really about people pleasing because most of my negative dream life has to do with disappointing or upsetting or failing people or watching people I love die when I could have been there to help them. And I think that's a lot of what my wonderful brain is dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like your soldier boots thing too, you know, in a way Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the, the anxiety that we hold underneath. You know, I think if you go under that, there's often at the base, it's like this really groundless feeling of uh, fear of annihilation. Like if I don't do this, like somehow I won't be, you know, it's like a totally irrational thing, you know, and you can turn that around by just being, by taking Mm -hmm. up residence inside yourself as the soul and saying, look, I'm eternal. (laughs) You know, nothing can happen to me. I'm already fine. I'm just trying to get my personality to come into alignment with this. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that. amazing. 
All right, so Jeff, you're going to start <laughs> recreating your dreams. But also sometimes once you know the source, yeah. you can release yourself of it in this plane, I'm assuming. And once you can release yourself from it in this plane, um, then and you're not carrying that in your day-to-day life, you're not going to have it follow you at night. I think that's right. 100% right. And it's usually like, it's funny, it's the night, like I visit, see my therapist at night and it's that night is when it's really intense. And then the next day is when I feel like it's been released. So, I mean, I'm wondering, Penny, like, is there some truth to sometimes our really painful or challenging dreams are actually like cathartic? Because sometimes I feel like getting those nightmares out of those night terrors out really free me in a way. Right. It's cathartic as long as you then take it to the next step of making sense of uh, you know, how it happened in the first place or get, and you don't have to go into a long process of therapy over that. You can get, gl- you know, like a flash, a glimpse and they go, aha. And at that point you get the understanding of it and you say, oh God, it was just that a big dog barked in my face when I was two years old, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Uh, and then you come back to yourself now as a wise person. And that's, it's almost like it just dissolves off into the field of energy around you. And it's not in shape anymore. It's not taking form anymore. So cool. So cool. All right. Penny Pierce, if you guys want to know more, uh, including workshop opportunities, you can go to our website, pennypierce.com. We will link to that in the summary of this episode. Penny, thank you so much. Um, Hope to see you back here soon. Oh, it's really fun kind of just scratch the surface oh yeah i'm sure we've got plenty more to cover that's for sure um thank you have a great day okay sweet dreams yes (laughs) i'm excited to dream tonight that's penny's sign off i love it sweet dreams (laughs) well part of it is like making sure you don't watch scary shit just before you go to bed too because that will affect your dreams because it's what you're carrying in your regular life that's it. Yeah. So watch Shit's Creek at night. Yeah. <laughs> and laugh. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad you remembered uh, to ask about Jeff's night terrors. Yeah. That's what I was. I knew there was something major. And this one's talking about Harry Styles I'm posters. Like, I'm, I'm like, like, get to the right thing. <laughs> I'm looking at my questions like, will I meet? Her? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> will I meet a Jonas brother? That's right. Well, we're um, talking to one's Kelsey's, wife next week. Kelsey's life is hilarious. <laughs> Harry Styles and the Jonas Brothers. So when Kelsey first came to my house, she's like, um, she's Listen, like, lady. yeah. So one of the Joe bros live near me. And so she was like, what? So we were like scootering around. We'll have to tell <laughs> Priyanka next week. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Jeff. Awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. So again, as you're learning on this show how to listen to your intuition right no most people would have been scared to say these things right Mm -hmm. and if you're scared you know i didn't want to go so full on right away that's why i said you know jeff what was your (laughs) experience with failure around like your parents and because i i kept hearing in in my gut and in my head i think this is tied to when he's afraid he's gonna fail Mm -hmm. and and yeah, failure is disappointment, right? Whenever mm-hmm. you would have a bad grade in school and you come home, you're, you're, your parents are at the very least going to say they're disappointed or you're going to get smacked or you're going to get punished, whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So, um, and it just kept screaming at me. I'm like, oh, it's wow. tied to his fears of failure and like, mm-hmm. and. And all the stress that's mm-hmm. around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just Jesus. disappointing people. Can someone it- please tell me why my phone is on silent <laughs> and it still rings? <laughs> 
I don't understand. I don't. Yeah. Can we get an expert for this? This is this <laughs> normally doesn't happen. We bring in like an Apple tech guy. Like what <laughs> the frig? Okay. It does make me think, though. Obviously, the audience knows I'm going to be leaving this show in what? a couple weeks. But yeah, peace I am out, so Jeff excited. Graham. I, we can't fired wait to keep him. For the, just for the record, if anyone wasn't listening, <laughs> oh he was. <laughs> But I'm, you know I'm going to keep listening. And so what I'm asking you now is I would love to for you all to bring on like a people-pleasing expert because- yes. I would love that too. I'm right there I think down. for me Get what it. it is, it's, it's it. failure, but it's really, it's disappointing people. Amen. It's like, yeah. and the truth is whenever I've let someone down, it's okay, right? I know that in my heart, but there's that thing that just never wants to disappoint other people. And yeah. I feel like we've talked about it tangentially on the show, but I'm asking just as I- <laughs> Make an exit that I'm sad about <laughs> for you all to book someone so I can at least listen to that show. You're asking for a asking friend. For a friend. I also yeah, feel like for the three of us all have that trait too. So yeah. I think yes. that that's. Oh my God. Yeah. That. Well, that's part of like the pursuit of perfectionism, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, all of that is tied in there. Um, so yeah, I think that's when you do your next EMDR, which you probably have already done it around disappointment and failure. Um, I think that will help release you. But I think for you, it's probably coming up because now the movie, like, what if I don't do this right? What if it doesn't? (laughs) You get all that. Well, and truthfully, too, nothing that you and Kevin ever imposed, but like, I've loved and respect you two so much. And so it's been like, especially knowing the timing around this, how do I do this graciously and with an understanding that the only thing I can give to both of you is just profound gratitude? How can I communicate that? And that's been weighing on me too. And again, it's nothing that you all have imposed. It's all me, but it's work I've had to, you know, process just to be candid on air. Well, just so you know, you did it exactly the best way probably anybody ever has. You know, you do, you, um, you know, I mean, you wrote the most beautiful letter and, um, and yeah, a lot of people aren't grateful or unappreciative and they want to think it's always just them. And that's one of the things that, I think everybody should know in life, like you didn't do it on your own. I didn't do it on my own, guys. Mm-hmm. There were many people along the journey that helped. And so, yes, we all want to be like, you know, self-made. And it's not it's not um, as self-made as you think. A lot of people contribute to the making of you, mm-hmm. right? Mentors, you know, bosses, friends, you know, collaborators. And so, yeah, you have to be appreciative. And you know, if someone gives you something, a gift of whatever, like you've got to be appreciative. Yeah. And it's really hard, especially with this generation. Everyone's like, yep, cool. Thanks. Bye. Like I even had a chat with you about it with something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think you have fully grasped mm-hmm. the level of amazing. Not, not me to Maria, just to be fair. That took, no, no, not, to, not <laughs> yeah, in that. In the other situation I was telling you, because yeah. you were like, oh my God, cool. This is fixed. And you're like, wait, I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. That doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. There are multiple people that you need mm-hmm. to sit down and write the most gorgeous letters to, mm-hmm. thanking them mm-hmm. because they cured you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're, we run so busy on our lives yeah. and it's not that you're not grateful. No. You just didn't let it soak in yet. Mm-hmm. And it was still new. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to soak it in for mm-hmm. you and tell you, boom, 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 boom. This is how it goes. Right. And this is what you got to do because I am your mentor right. and I'm going to make sure right. you know because... I am not letting you go out into this world like everybody else who is not grateful um, (laughs) or doesn't show their gratitude in the right way. That's the thing is, you know, a letter to somebody who has done something kind for you goes such a long way. Leaving a job in the right way goes Mm -hmm. such a long way. Um, 
you know, sometimes you can try to leave the job in the right way and then people are nasty. I've experienced that, yeah. um, which I know you have seen in the industry. It's not pretty, mm-hmm. um, but you just do your best. And then yeah. if they don't want to accept that, then that's on them. So yeah. it is all on how you handle yourself. Definitely. But that was an amazing interview with Penny and the intuition age stuff. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. Me too. It made me think like, we're at a phase with the information age where we can get anything we need like this. We can find any, you know, we can Google it and get the answer. But what we don't need are the answers. What we need is that alignment with ourselves because some of the world's smartest people with the most information are some of the world's most terror, like the work, like the world's yep. most aggressive. Mm-hmm. And what they haven't done is tuned into their inner soul and their inner knowing. So until we're people that are lost, we have all the information we need, but we're lost in our in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Pe- uh, Penny is saying with that. It was pretty amazing. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, like I said, I feel like we're moving at lightning speed that we're going to have to just rely on like our gut. And like she said, Mm -hmm. the space between the question and the answer doesn't exist if you use your gut. Mm -hmm. If you're going to use your left brain and like hem and ha and research, you know, you know, really quickly, yes or no, just go with Mm -hmm. it. And don't be afraid. Cause like she said, we are eternal. You make a bad move. Okay, cool. Like everybody's going to make a bad move. Um, I mean, I like to kick all the tires for sure and, you know, really research the recliner I'm going to buy or whatever. (laughs) But um, those are different things. I mean, there are like certain things that are just instinctive. You know, you know, when you're hiring someone, I I did it recently, hired someone and I knew "Hmm, this person keeps saying they need cooperation. That's a red flag. Why is this person keep saying I need cooperation? I need cooperation. And I remember telling Kevin, he's like, Oh, no, it's just the language barrier. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And of course, I was right. Yep. Um, but I had to make a, you know, a quick decision. Mm-hmm. And I was really left with no choice um, in that moment. And so, you know, you just kind of jump in and you hope for the best. And you hope maybe, um, you know, you were wrong. But then, you know, your gut is always right. Yep. Yeah. Just like we were saying yesterday, listen. mom's always right. I have found that, unfortunately, Maria's always right, and, <laughs> and your gut's always right. I'm going to be yeah. more right for you because I'm 80,000 years older than you. You are not. So how old are you again? 26. 26. Okay, I'm 42. I'm Almost. 16 years older than you. Which, so I have 16. It seems like you're like five years older than me. Thank you. It's crazy. Um, I kind of feel like that too. <laughs> but like, I have 16 more years on you. So I, I know a lot more because mm-hmm. I've just experienced yeah. more. Yeah. And so, like I said, I'm going to guide you because I love you and I'm going to tell you the right things to do yeah. at the you know, right times. And, um, you know, if I see that, right, you know, you need the guidance or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's that. And that's you know? that. And that's when that. he says And then things. Kevin yeah. is 80,000 years older than us. <laughs> and so we listen to Kevin because that's Kevin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just what we do. Right, Winchenza? Right, you little bitch? What are your stupid dreams like? <laughs> what are your stupid dreams like? I hear you. Doggies She's... dream, guys. Oh, they do. They dream. Look at this bitch. She's upside down. So oh my gosh. We've we've had a few people DM like Winchenza on her throne. <laughs> She's got lipstick all over her now. She needs a bath so bad. Say hi to everybody, Winnie. Say hi. Hi everyone. Can you see her face, Jeff? She's smiling. Yeah. She's for the podcast listeners. She truly like has this 
like, pardon my French, but shit eating green on, shit eating green on. She's just like <laughs> eyes open. It's hilarious. Oh She's, my god, Mama uh, just got lipstick all over you. It's organic, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's organic, you stupid bitch. Guys, we have to wrap the show because I want to go see snow upstairs. Oh yeah. Ooh. Anyhow, um, thank you guys for joining. By the way, Hill Squad. Hill Squad. Um. I'm on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune this Thursday, <gasps> 8 p.m. on ABC, playing for the Brain Trust at Cedar sinai But I also, because you're only supposed to pick one charity, I did this probably two or three days before my parents were released from the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it was a real, like, I didn't know if I should do it because I was, you know, on the phone with multiple hospitals at the same time. And it was a really kind of scary time. And I remember calling Kevin. He's like, you absolutely have to do it. And because I was like, well, I could raise money for the charities. He's like, you have to. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Okay, it'll be a good escape and I'll do good. Okay, cool. So I ended up doing it. And I so I raised money for um, so I I went for Cedar sinai and I also um, played for UCLA. And so um, we will know more about what happened on Thursday. But tune in to Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, 8 p.m. on ABC. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a whole viewing here with my mom and dad and everybody. She was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and um, had a lot of Dunkin' Donuts coffee that day because my brain was cooked. <laughs> and That's I made right. sure I had 18 coffees so that I could be awake and know what I was saying. But um, also for our um, our friends who are new here today, um, we have a thing called Patreon. And it is our exclusive hub you get ad-free content. You get extra content. We have monthly workshops that um, we are really, really pumped about. Um, we have a heart chakra uh, workshop coming up in February. So if you haven't signed up, at the $10 tier, you can get the workshops as well as everything I mentioned, but there are lower tiers. Um, what's the lowest tier we have, Jeff? Is it $5? Five. Mm-hmm. $5 gets you ad-free shows. Mm-hmm. So $5 a month will get you ad-free shows. $10 will get you um, the workshops. Anyhow, join us because you get exclusive access to these guests that we have on the show, to these healings, and uh, it's a really great investment in you. Um, and it also is, you know, it's kind of like those win-win scenarios and we love creating those win-wins. It helps us as a show keep the lights on, but also we love to be able to help you. So click the link tree, um, the little link on Better Together with Maria or on Maria Menunos on Instagram and you can sign up really easily there. If you want uh, more healing advice as it relates to our unconscious thought life, you can check out episode number 87 with Dr. Dr. Bradley Nelson, who teaches us to release trapped emotions. Tomorrow, we're going to have entrepreneurs and influencers, Olivia, Aurora, and Sophia Culpo. Oh, yeah. how cute. I know. Okay. Sister time. Very exciting. Um, I went for a hike with Olivia just before we left mm-hmm. LA. Uh, we're going to talk about their new fashion line and how they've managed to build this brand and stay so close as siblings. I always love that. Me too. Don't have that. So yeah, I love seeing it. In others. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh, you know Winnie. me. I'm honest. Sorry, Winnie. Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks for being with us on this journey. Um, we love you guys and um, come back tomorrow, would you? Would you? <laughs> All right. Follow us at Better Together with Maria, at Penny Pierce, at Jeffrey Crane Graham, at Kels Meyer, too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.
Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.